So good morning and welcome to today's webinar. Everyone's here today because we're interested in how to get the best deal and service from our IT and software providers. This may be for all different types of reasons. It may be you're about to purchase a new software package and want to understand how to get a fair price. It may be you're seeing your IT provider costs go up year on year and want to understand if you're really getting value for money. You may be experiencing poor performance from your IT or software providers and want to understand what levers to pull to improve this. Or it may be just you want to hear about my experiences and thoughts on this subject to make these discussions easier for you in the future. Today I'm going to tell you what I think are the key areas to consider and negotiate when buying a new software package. Or it may be purely that you want to hear about my experiences and thoughts, how to make these discussions easier for you in the future. So today, I'm going to tell you about what I think the key areas to consider and negotiate when buying a new software package, and also what you can do to ensure you're getting value from your existing IT and software providers. Hi, my name's Sean Devlin, and I'm the Director of IT and Digital Transformation here at Ballard's. Before I moved into consultancy, my time was spent in industry, working across multiple sectors where I've procured many new IT systems. And that ranges from small cloud-based systems to large, fully-fledged ERP systems. I've also managed many IT providers, some of which, which were historically probably not performing well. So I've understood and learned the methods to leave us to pull to ensure these providers deliver value for you. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's start about talking about procuring, buying a new IT system or IT provider. For me, when purchasing a new system, and before even starting the contract and cost negotiations, it's key to make sure you've actually selected that right system. Unfortunately, this is a mistake I've seen multiple times where businesses will procure a system that doesn't meet their needs of their current or future business. And this can lead to one of two scenarios. It can either lead for, to a business paying for a system and functionality that they don't use because they've purchased a system that's far too complicated and therefore far too expensive for their needs. Or a business purchasing systems that don't have that functionality, don't have the ability to deliver against the business needs. So therefore, they either don't achieve their returns they planned for or have to repeat the process and select and implement another new system. I think we can all agree that neither of these scenarios are a great place to be. Therefore, I'm constantly recommending to my clients to always spend time up front to clearly define your requirements and success criteria to ensure you're procuring the right system. When I assist clients in selecting new systems, I follow a proven, structured method to help ensure the correct new system is selected. I start with understanding what are the actual business needs? What's the problem that you're actually trying to solve? We'll then explore the requirements that a new system needs to deliver to meet the needs of your business, both current and future. These will then be documented into a request for proposal or an RFP as it's sometimes called. And that will be distributed to a research list of suppliers that I believe at a high level can meet the client needs 
and also meet their budget requirements. Suppliers will then respond to the RFP where the responses are scored, this giving that like-for-like -like comparison, which also then hopefully allows for that list of suppliers to be narrowed down. A short list of suppliers are then invited to carry out tailored software demonstrations to understand how the solution will work for you on a day-to-day -day basis to deliver your business needs. Along with reference visits and supplier references, it helps the client to choose their preferred supplier. I think following this method helps you to really understand your requirements, to evaluate those different suppliers, so you're avoiding the costly mistakes we talked about earlier. This method, it is designed for selecting more complex systems, so finance systems, warehouse management systems, ERPs or factory management systems, but I would still follow the same general process, maybe a lighter touch version, for selecting cheaper, simpler, cloud-based systems. What I'm saying here, it's still important when selecting these simpler systems to understand and document your current and future requirements. It's still important to review the different software options, to score them, even if it's not doing a full RFP. It's still important to complete software demonstrations and understand how the software will deliver for you in real life. For me, the process of buying new software be that both complex systems and simpler systems, is very similar to the process I personally would follow when buying a new car. I wouldn't start negotiating a price with a dealer on the car until I've selected and followed a process. I start with understanding my needs and requirements. So how many people do I need to transport? So the number of seats. Do I have a dog so I need to be food? But I'm not just thinking about my current requirements, I'm also thinking about my future requirements. So am I planning on expanding my family in the near future? Am I planning on getting that family dog in the next couple of years? So therefore, should I get a car now that accommodates these future needs also? Once you've decided on the needs and therefore the type of car, so a hatchback, an SUV, a city car, I then can start considering the different manufacturers and the different models out there. Like software providers, there are many, there are many different car manufacturers offering what on the surface may seem like very similar types of cars. It's not until you get into that detail that you start to understand the subtle differences and the pros and cons of each manufacturer. So what are you doing here? As, a, as per the process, you're evaluating the responses, you're evaluating the options, you're understanding what each manufacturer can offer and how that manufacturer can meet and deliver against your requirements. So then you test drive the cars. Basically what you're doing here is you're getting your supply demonstration. You're getting a feel for the solution, getting a feel for how it will work for you in the real world. And then you're getting to your car of choice. It's only at this point you start negotiating with the dealer on price when you know that the car is right for you. And the same should be true for buying new software. Before we look at negotiating price and contracts, one thing I'd like to point out, and something I always say to my clients, is that when you go into negotiations, make sure you go into those negotiations with at least two suppliers. The amount of time I've spoken to businesses who will tell a provider that they are the preferred supplier and then start the cost and contract negotiations, and then they're surprised that they don't get a good deal. If a supplier knows that the only horse in the race 
what is the incentive for them to try and win your business? For me, a supplier is only a preferred supplier when you have a deal and a contract that you're happy with. So there's many elements that need to be considered and negotiated when procuring new software. It's important these elements are considered and negotiated pre-contract, pre-signature, as they're only going to be more expensive if they're agreed at a later stage. And it's also important to remember that you're not just negotiating for your current business, but also to consider your future business scenarios. So let's talk through some of these. Software licenses. You need to understand how many licenses you need, the types of license and the cost of these. So what do I mean when I say type of license? When I refer to type of licenses, some companies will charge different amounts depending on the type of access a license gives you. So for example, you may only need a read-only license or a reporting license for some of your users, which are often cheaper than the full access licenses. So you need to understand these and make sure you get the right mix for your business. It's also key to understand the license metric. So how the providers, what metric they use to give you licenses and charge you for your licenses. Some vendors will work on a named license model, which means that every potential user of the system need an individual license that's tied to them. Some vendors work on a concurrent user license model, which means that anyone can use a license as long as you don't go with that total concurrent amount. Need to be here also considering and negotiating your future license needs, not just your current needs. So what, what, what's the cost if you buy more licenses in the future? Many times I've heard of vendors giving great prices on licenses to get that customer to sign up, only to sting them later on when they need to buy additional licenses. Many software packages also rely on third-party software licenses, for example, database licenses. So it's key to understand if these are included in your charges or if they're, or they're additional, and then negotiate accordingly. Similar to licenses, some software packages will charge you on a module basis. So they charge you for the modules you need and use. So it's key to understand this, but also think about the modules you may want to use in the future and negotiate that price now for them, for when you want to use in the future. Because post-contact signature, I guarantee you that they'll only be more expensive down the line. Implementation fees. So these are the fees a vendor charges you to set up and configure the system. I find it personally useful when negotiating here to get an understanding of their estimated day's efforts, the number of days, and also the day rate that they are using to give this overall implementation fee. But only ever negotiate on a day rate, not number of days. You don't want a supplier trying to cut corners to save costs by chopping days out of the quotes. Also here, consider and negotiate future consultancy. So once you're live and using the system, what pay rate are you going to be charged for any future work or future consultancy you need? Negotiate it up front. Negotiate it now. Reporting. So reports come as standard or do they need to be created? So you need to understand what the costs associated with these are if they're not, if they're not arriving as standard. For training, it's important to understand what training delivered as part of the project, but also to understand and negotiate what is the cost for future training. So when you have new people joining your business or there's a new module, what are the training costs associated? 
If the solution is hosted by the supplier, it's key to understand one, the hosting cost, but also to understand if this is linked to usage. So what are the implications for you on hosting charges as you use the system more, use more storage, etc.? How does this affect your future charges? Do you need the system to integrate into any of your other systems? If so, are these integrations included in the quoted cost? And also, what's the cost for future integrations? Or does the package come with integrations basically out of the box? And if so, do these cost more when you come to use them? It's also key to understand and negotiate what are the service level agreements. And do you receive any penalty payments if the supplier does not deliver against these? For support, many suppliers have different levels. So 24-7 support, business hour support, premium support, etc. So it's key to understand what option is best for your business and negotiate around this. I find many vendors will automatically quote the most expensive support offering when quoting for new systems. But that might not be right for you. So it's best to understand what's the right option and what's associated cost. Maintenance. So this is the cost for upgrades and future releases. So it's key to understand if these are included, along with the setup and the installation of them. So are they just giving you the update or are they installing it? Are they setting up for you? And what's the various costs? Maintenance is typically charged as an annual percentage of the license fee. And I've seen this range from 5% all the way up to 25%. So this is a big area for negotiation. But a tip from me is I always negotiate this area last. From my experience, if you drive this percentage down early on in negotiations, vendors are less willing to negotiate in other areas. Enterprise agreements. So I see these less often now, but they're still around for some suppliers. So an enterprise agreement is an agreement that has a set price for an unlimited amount of users. It's more common with those large ERP type deals. But for a business that's expecting a lot of growth and additional users in the future, it's worth exploring and negotiating this up front as an enterprise agreement will usually not be offered after contract signature. Additional companies and territories are areas I've seen businesses get caught out. Some vendors will say in their small print that the agreed prices are only for that company and only in that territory. Then when a business acquires another business or moves into an additional territory, they get stung with high license fees for those new users, by which point you're already in bed with that supplier and you've got no choice but to pay these high charges. So let's negotiate and understand that up front. Escrow. So this is quite an important area to explore. It's rarely mentioned voluntarily by suppliers. This is an agreement that if your supplier for some reason goes out of business, that another supplier can, can take control of the software and the source code to continue to deliver the software package to you. So it's really important to understand this offering as you may need it unfortunately in the future and also what's the associated cost. Finally, payment terms. Most suppliers would typically ask for 30-day payment terms. But if it's beneficial for you to negotiate 60 or 90-day payment terms, now is the time to negotiate these pre-contract. Some suppliers will often try to combine these costs, bundle them all together when quoting. But it's key to split them out, to understand what you're really negotiating, understand the impact of each of these on the overall costs. 
Finally, on this area, another important uh, point for me to uh, mention is looking at the supplier, supplier implementation plan during this procurement phase. Often, suppliers will promise the world when it comes to implementation times and promise the world how they're going to deliver just to get that contract signature. But you should explore them now. Okay, are there any penalty fees? Are there any reductions in costs for, del for late delivery? Or try and link your payment structure to key milestones in the plan. So you're not paying for the software all up front, you're paying for it in chunks and keeping a certain amount back until go live. You'll be amazed how this focuses a vendor when it comes to the delivery side of the project. So let's recap on procuring a new system. What have we learned? So it's important to invest time to ensure that you're procuring the right system. It's important to keep at least two horses in the race. It's important to split out the cost into those component parts so you understand what you're negotiating. And it's important to think not just about your current business needs, but also what are the future needs of your business? And let's negotiate these now. Okay, so let's now talk about how to get the best value out of your existing suppliers. So your suppliers that you've already got in place, be that IT suppliers, software suppliers. How do we get the best value out of these? So I think the best thing for me to do here is to talk to you through a real-life recent example. So last year, a Ballard client came to me and said, Sean, how do I know I'm getting good value for money from my IT provider? So I completed a short IT supplier review for this client. So what I did was firstly, I started by looking at the IT supplier contract and their monthly bill to work out exactly what the client was paying for. Not what they thought they were paying for, exactly what they were paying for. I then spoke to their IT supplier about the services that the client was purchasing. But I also explored with the IT service provider about additional services that they offered that the client wasn't utilising and understood what was the associated benefits of these services, what could be a benefit to the client if they were to use them. I then sat down with the client to work through them what exactly they needed. So what services did they need and what licences did they need for their business? And along with my knowledge of general market prices, I helped negotiate a new deal with their IT supplier. So what were the findings and what was the outcome of this review? First of all, we found out the client actually under-licensed for some of their software, so they weren't purchasing sufficient licenses for their number of users. We also found out that the licensing model for some of their licenses had changed since their contract signature, meaning they were paying over market prices for some of their licenses. The client was also paying for some services that they really did not need. So the example I remember is they were paying for 24-7 premium support when their business was a typical nine-to-five operation and didn't need out-of-hours support. They only needed out-of-hours for those priority one issues. So therefore, they were paying for a, a premium service that they simply did not need. There are also additional services that are available to the IT supplier that the client was simply not aware of. Basically, they didn't know they were on offer. And they were of benefit to the clients. So the example we found was there was cyber security training available to all staff. So at the end of the review and negotiation, the client was in a lot better position. 
they were correctly licensed and compliant, were using and paying for the services that were relevant and useful to them. And they also saw a 15% reduction in their monthly IT supplier bill. So what can we learn from this process I've talked you through? It's to review what you're paying for compared to what you need. You may be paying for services you simply don't need, or equally, there may be services that you're missing out on that could be of use to your business. Licensing models change, and they may have changed since you signed your IT contract. Your IT supplier is not obliged to tell you about this, and they're not about obliged to pass on any savings to you. This is really important if you're one of those people that simply review and well, simply don't review your contract and just renew it year on year. There are usually non-financial contractual terms that should be considered. Check your suppliers are providing what they're supposed to. Are they actually delivering to your service level agreements? Do they resolve your support calls in a timely manner? Do you receive and review monthly performance reports, etc.? And the key item is to review and renegotiate. Don't wait until contract renewal to start these discussions with your suppliers. Start them early. This is really is a client-driven market, and the suppliers know you can go elsewhere. There are many IT suppliers offering a very similar service that you can go to if you need to. So you can complete procurement negotiations for new IT systems or IT supplier, supplier reviews yourself by looking at the areas that we've covered here today. Though typically I find most businesses will bring in consultants to assist in procurement negotiations and also to complete IT supplier reviews. So why do they do that? Why do they bring in consultants? Consultants understand the components that make up software and IT supply deals. They know the areas to look at and they know those probing questions to ask. They are aware of market prices and the latest, latest licensing models and they're experienced at negotiating with third-party suppliers. For me though, and sometimes most importantly, they provide an independent and impartial view with no set agenda or previous views to cloud judgment. At Ballard's, the price we, we charge for helping a client negotiate a new software contract can really vary depending on the complexity of the software product they're purchasing. Therefore, this assistance we charge on a time and materials basis. So the client only pays for the time we spend assisting on the procurement process. Though to complete an IT review, an IT supply review, like the example we talked through earlier, the fee is usually £4,000. For people on this webinar today, we're offering that review for a set price of £2,000. This review typically takes me five days to complete. So that includes me reviewing your current contract, reviewing your monthly bill, holding discussions with your IT provider to understand their service offerings and their licensing. Spending time with you to understand the services you actually need for your business and comparing this to market prices. So covering all the areas we talked through earlier. Presenting this batch in an easy to understand report. So please do get in touch if you would like any further information on this. So before we go into my final comments for today and before we wrap up, um, I'd just like to open the floor to see if anyone's got any questions or queries on what we have discussed so far. 
Uh, yeah, sure. I'm not sure if you can hear me. I've, I've got a question. Um, you know, you talked through a, lo a load of areas to consider when when negotiating sort of new software or an IT de deal. And I was, mm -hmm. I was shocked to, to see quite how many there are to, that need consider considering, really. And I suppose my question is, are there any areas that you commonly see that there's most movement for from from vendors or, or i suppose equally on the flip side is there a, is there an area that you see that vendors just tr traditionally or typically just won't budge on yes steve uh, yeah very good question so um i suppose the key areas for me so licensing costs this is an area where vendors will often happily negotiate they often expect this to be an area of negotiation so will often start quite high and expect people to negotiate on licensing costs. I've completed countless negotiations where license costs will often end up less than 50% of that originally quoted cost when it comes to contract signature. Uh, implementation costs are also an area prone to movement, but as we discussed earlier, make sure you're negotiating on the pay rate and not the number of days that's different. For me, I have kind of a view of typical day rates. I can usually spot inflated rates quite quickly. Um, maintenance fees. So these are these percentages. So they have a big impact and typically be charged, and they're typically charged as an annual percentage of the license fee. Uh, multiple times I've seen vendors initially quote as high as 25%. So they're charging 25% of your annual license fee for a maintenance fee. But Often this will get closer to around 18% once negotiations are complete. And they're probably the three main areas where I see movement. Um, so to answer, I suppose, the second part of your question is an area where I rarely see much movement is around those third-party licenses, and that's when a, a vendor's having to purchase licenses from elsewhere, so like database licenses, for example. Um, vendors will usually pass these on at kind of near cost price, so there's there's little room for negotiation around there because they're simply just passing that cost cost on to you. So um, I hope that answers your question about the areas I see movement and, and the area where I, I rarely see movement, Steve. Are there any other questions? Emma, is any other questions in chat before I move on? No, sure. Okay. So thank you for your time today on the webinar. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And so today, as promised, we've talked you through the factors involved in negotiating a new software deal. We've talked about the importance of spending time in making sure you're selecting the right system and the various components that make up and can implement a software deal. We've talked about the importance of considering both your current and future needs when negotiating new software contracts and those various levers that you can pull during negotiation. We've talked about the importance of reviewing your current IT service agreements to ensure you're getting that value for money from your provider. We discussed the need to concentrate on non-financial contract items like SLA compliance when reviewing your IT service agreements. We also talked about not waiting until reviewing your contract until that renewal stage to start the process early and start those discussions now with your service providers. And finally, I would like to reiterate the current offer of £2,000 for an IT supplier review for attendees today on this webinar. So 
please do feel free to reach out to me directly, either by email or phone on the details shown on screen if you would like any further information. Please do keep in contact. Please do keep in touch. And I'm always open for a chat on anything digital. So thank you very much again for your time and goodbye.